Welcome to Your Community with Dick Boost. Your Community is presented by AmeriCool Heating and Air Conditioning. My guest on Your Community is somebody from Tonino, or at least he represents somebody from the Tonino area, Wolfhaven. I have Evan Skite with me. You're the development director. Thanks for getting up early. Yes, thank you for having me here, Dick. Or do you have to get up early and feed the wolves? <laughs> no, I don't feed any of the wolves at Wolfhaven. We have an amazing animal care staff team that does all of that every, well, not every day, but all the days the wolves need feeding. Now, I think a lot of people in the area have heard of Wolfhaven, but maybe most people or many people haven't been there yet and don't know a whole lot about it. How long has Wolfhaven been around? We first started in 1982, and we've come a long way since then. Why was it started? It started from a couple that owned a wolf and quickly realized that owning a private wolf uh, doesn't work out so well. And they started this sanctuary down in Tonino to start giving a permanent home of high-quality care to wolves that have been in sort of the private pet trade. Wow. I mean, I saw one one time, a wolf dog, actually, in the back of a pickup truck. Mm-hmm. It was, I think it was chained. Thank goodness it was in a parking lot downtown. But I would hate to tangle with one of those. They're huge and powerful. Yeah, so a lot of folks still today have this misconception that wolves or wolf dogs can make good pets. And oftentimes, in private ownership, they'll get a small wolf pup somehow. And as it's growing up, it gets very wolfy and starts being very destructive. And there's not a lot of places for these animals to go. So that's why Wolfhaven is a sanctuary where these animals do have a nice permanent home where they get high-quality care for the rest of their lives. Yeah, I've heard that wolves actually want to be in charge. And when you raise one from a puppy, eventually the wolf decides it wants to be in charge of the household. I don't know if that's true or not, but they're definitely not pets. Definitely not pets. Definitely not pets. And that's one of our main points is trying to educate the the public that, you know, the wolves are, are wild animals and they belong out in the wild. And unfortunately, once a wolf is privately owned and has a lot of human contact, it's not going to be a good candidate to go back out in the wild, nor is a a wolf that's been hybrid with a dog, a wolf dog, as we call them. Doesn't Wolfhaven, though, um, kind of advocate for getting wolves out there back in the wild, uh, maybe in the Cascades somewhere or Olympics or? Yes, absolutely. Wolves are back in Washington. There There are quite a few packs on the eastern side, and there's a federal plan to get them back all across the state of Washington into their natural areas. And these wolves have come down naturally through the Canadian border, and they're slowly making their way west. Now, Wolfhaven uh, is near Tonino. Mm-hmm. It's open to the public during certain hours. Where is it exactly? It isn't in downtown Tonino. I it is not that. in downtown Tonino, no. It is right near Offutt Lake. And How so, many acres? Oh, we have a lot of acreage, but so a lot of the, the, the sanctuary is... Mima Mound Prairie, that's also a conservation area. We protect that prairie, and there's, we have the pocket gophers there. We have the environment for the Taylor Checkered Spot Butterfly, which is also endangered. But our actual sanctuary, where that's visible to the public, has a route that has some wolves that are more accustomed to humans, and those are the, the animals that folks can come and visit to get education around the issues facing wolves today. I take it it's really fenced. It's, it's hard. very they're, they're, yes. they're not going to get out, right? They're not going to get out, no. Yeah, yeah, we have a very unique design on the fencing, too. So there, there's tip tops 
on the fencing, so the wolves cannot actually climb up out of the enclosures. There's an underskirt below because wolves are very good at digging their dens, and we have to also just monitor their digging and their behavior and everything, but they're very, very well protected. But people can go out there and uh, look at them, sort of like a zoo. I wouldn't say we're like a zoo because we're a true sanctuary, and so really our focus is on educating the public with these animals. So the ones that are on the visitor route have been accustomed to humans, so they don't get too nervous around them. But wolves naturally are very, very nervous and, and scared around humans. And that's really good, actually, because yes. that means if they're in the wild, you don't really have to worry about some wolf waiting around the corner to jump on you. Absolutely not. No, no, not in Washington. In Washington, we're trying to do a lot of education efforts around the public since wolves are coming back and moving their way west around human populations. So we're going to have to learn to coexist. So just letting folks know that wolves are very afraid of humans and you're likely not even going to see one in the wild unless you're really out there looking for one. Now, there is one group that's afraid of wolves, and that's your farmers. Yes, yes. So we do some work with that, too. So there's a group called the Wolf Advisory Group in Washington that's made up of ranchers and conservationists who work together collaboratively to come up with mutual solutions so both parties can sort of work this issue out together so wolves can thrive. This Your Community podcast is presented by AmeriCool Heating and Air Conditioning. We'll be right back. Is it time to have your furnace or HVAC system service before winter sets in? Get 10% off all fall maintenance at AmeriCool. AmeriCool is your local independent American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning dealer. The friendly professional team at AmeriCool has been serving Southwest Washington for the past 17 years. Call 360-273-3300 or visit AmeriCoolOnline.com today. Here comes AmeriCool. We're there when you need us for your heating and air. And now we return to the Your Community Podcast. Evan Skite with Wolf Haven. How big is a wolf? The wolf dog I saw was huge. What a full-grown wolf is about how big? Ooh, see, I'm not the animal biologist on the team. It's much bigger than <laughs> your little chihuahua, right? <laughs> <laughs> much bigger, yes, yes. Yeah, probably a, well, I don't want to say a pounders, but yes. Come out to Wolf Haven and see how big our wolves are. Yeah. <laughs> how did you get involved? Do you have a love for animals that just kind of gravitated toward wolves? I have a love for Animals and the outdoors. And when I was a, a small child, I many kids locally, if you grew up in this area, probably had a school bus tour out at Wolfhaven. So when I was a small child, I remember going out to Wolfhaven and seeing the wolves for the first time. And I am very passionate about conserving the outdoor areas. I spend all my free time out in the mountains or hiking or climbing. And I see wolves as a natural fit back into what Washington's natural history used to be. And they're coming back, and I'm very happy to see it. Any idea how many wolves are in the wild in Washington? I don't have the number off the top of my head, but that is something that is tracked quite well. Again, like I said, most of the wolves, since they're coming down the Canadian border, they're in the northeastern region of Washington. And we're monitoring the packs. So many of the packs that are in Washington have at least one collared individual in it that can be tracked. So what is the goal of Wolfhaven? Uh, are you ultimately trying to get wolves back in the wild in more places? Or are you just there to kind of protect the ones you have? It's both, for sure. All of the wolves that we're keeping are generally going to stay at Wolfhaven for the rest of their lives. They've been captive-born. They're not ready, able to be released into the wild. But we do participate in a program called SAFE. It's called Save Animals from Extinction. 
And there are two populations of endangered species of wolves. We have at Wolf Haven, the American red wolf and the Mexican gray wolf. And this is a federal program. If animals are selected for breeding, sometimes we'll actually breed those animals in hopes that the pups that are born may be eligible to be released into the wild. But that's all regulated by the feds. I would guess, just from talk that we've had before and during this program, that one of your messages is, please do not buy a wolf and try to raise it as a pet. Absolutely, yes. Please do not buy a wolf as a pet. They're not good pets. Wolves are wild animals. They belong in the wild. And as I was saying about those endangered species, they became very endangered. The American red wolf and the Mexican gray wolf, their populations got down into the single or low double digits in the wild before conservation efforts started kicking in, and they still need a lot of help. Yeah. So it must take a little bit of money to operate Wolf Haven. Where do you get this money? We get most of our money from private individuals and just generous folks. And we're very grateful and lucky to have such a strong following across the country and internationally. Uh, Donors really care about the work that we do, and they help us keep going. That's right. You mentioned international, well, at least national. Wolf Haven isn't just near Tonino. Aren't you out elsewhere as well? Or there are imitators? <laughs> um, I'm not going to comment on that, but we do have a, another ranch that's not open to the public in rural Montana. And we have a number of wolves out there that we inherited this ranch, is, I guess is how I would say it. But there's a ranch in rural Montana that we maintain with... Other people. Yeah. Groups. With, with other wolves that are there. And it's a gorgeous site, but it's just a private place for the wolves to really be out in nature. Did we uh, mention how many wolves are at Wolf Haven near Tonino? Approximate? Yeah, approximately. We have, I believe, 12 are viewable on the visitor route, and then we have, I would say, about 40 overall. That number fluctuates. And how many acres again? The acreage of the Tonino, it's uh, a lot. lot. It's a lot. (laughs) Yeah, it's far beyond. Because many of the wolves aren't viewable to the public because they're very scared of humans, and we want to give them a high quality of life. And so they're just out living their lives, and that takes up a lot of acreage for those wolves to be out there. Yeah, places for them to roam, and they, as yeah. far as they're concerned, they're out in the wild. Yeah, yes, they're in an enclosure, <laughs> and they're happy. But they're out, yeah, Can a wolf wild. be happy? We try to make their lives as happy as possible. Oh, that's really great. I'm really great. Do you know anything about the founders? Are they still around? Are they involved, or have they passed away? Or No, they're still around, and they're still supporters, and we're very lucky and grateful to have them as supporters still. I've talked to them just a few times in my short time at Wolf Haven, but yeah, they're still around. Yeah. That's really a great niche to fill. Uh, I mean, who would have thought? Uh, Wolfhaven, and it's been around a long time. Do kids still uh, take tours there, like when you were a little kid? Uh, are there school tours, or how do you see the wolves, or how do you get out there? So right now, the, the public, there's reservations are made online at wolfhaven.org, uh, and generally it's the weekends where you can come in and visit. However, we do work very closely with schools all across the Northwest, and usually our school tours on a different day, on usually Thursdays. And we always have, you know, many students that are very interested in coming in. And we work with the teachers in classrooms to bring out kids to teach them in the, the education programs that we have at Wolf Haven. Now, if an individual listening right now wants to go out there, uh, stop by, can you just stop by or should you make a reservation? You should make the reservation if you want the full sort of experience to go inside the sanctuary to really see the wolves. That's going to be the best way to do it. You can come out and walk our prairie and see some things, but you're not getting the full experience without the reservation. And is there an admission charge? There is an admission charge, yeah, and it it varies based on age and those sort of things. So, Evan, when you came to the radio station this morning, and thank you for getting up early to do this, Mm -hmm. was there anything you wanted to tell the public, anything on your mind that you said, this I want to get out there? 
Yeah, I think it's just that the Wolves are back in Washington, and I don't think Western Washington is quite aware that Wolves are going to be back here in the next decade or so, you know, living near humans. And so there's a lot of work to be done, that we believe, on educating the public on how to properly coexist with these animals. So I'm really hoping folks get engaged in this conversation, get engaged with Wolfhaven. Wolves exist around humans in other parts of the world, and we really want to start working with communities locally to to provide that education here at Wolfhaven. And it's easy to find you, just Google Wolfhaven. Google Wolfhaven, we're wolfhaven.org. If you have any questions, you know, come on out. We have a lot of very knowledgeable staff that can answer your questions. Evan Skite with Wolfhaven, thank you so much for being on Your Community. Thank you so much, Dick. It's a pleasure being here. You've been listening to Your Community with Dick Poost, presented by AmeriCool Heating and Air Conditioning. Your Community is produced by Jennifer Mathis. If your business, nonprofit, or civic organization would like to be featured on Your Community, please contact us at 360-943-9937.